This podcast is brought to you by the College of Nursing at Brigham Young University. For more information about its programs, faculty, students, or alumni events, please visit nursing.byu.edu. Today, we are joined by friends of the College of Nursing who share guidance on the application and interview process and offer insights into working for their hospital systems. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, I'm Eliza Joy. And I'm Ryan Larson. Together, we will explore nursing careers and professional insights. With exclusive interviews for nurses working jobs that you want to know about. Transferring info from one nurse to another. This is the College Handoff. Today we'll hear from Ashley Jones, an Outreach Recruiting and Retention Coordinator at Generations Healthcare based in California. She'll be followed by Joseph Kelly, a Talent Acquisition Partner at St. Alphonse's Hospital System based in Idaho. Also based in Idaho is our third guest, Wendy Turcott. She is a Senior Campus Recruiter for St. Luke's Hospital. All three guests share the benefits of working in their hospital system and provide tips for the application and interview process. Let's get started. All right, so today on our show, we have Ashley Jones. She is an outreach, retention, and recruiting coordinator for Generations Healthcare. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Um, Can you tell our listeners a little bit about Generations Healthcare? I would love to. Generations Healthcare is based in California and Nevada. We have 28 locations and is a skilled nursing and rehabilitation company and corporation. We have 4,200 employees and that we believe that each patient in our own is unique in their care. And what type of specialties or nursing jobs do you offer? We have quite a few, which makes us different than other companies. We have skilled nursing, physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, stroke, pulmonary, and cardiac rehab, memory care, assisted living, behavioral health, and rehabilitation. Um, Is there one area that makes your organization distinct from similar companies? I would say that would be our behavioral health care. We call it a special treatment program, and we're able to partner with local counties and really assess the mental needs of the community. So speaking of behavioral health, Um, what sets your organization apart? Like, why is that something that um, makes you better than your competitors, I guess? So with the behavioral health or special treatment program, we call them STP for short. They provide long-term care to patients 18 years older, both male and female, who display a severe persistent psychiatric impairment who will adaptively function to be able to go back into society. So we'll be able to help them with their ADLs or their uh, daily activities to be able to encourage new lifestyles and train them and help that facilitate their day-to-day so that they can have their own self-care so that they're reestablished back into the community. Some of these treatments um, help our the five, cover the five key areas, which are the self-help skills, behavioral intervention, interpersonal relationships, 
pre-vocational planning and pre-release planning. So it really sets them up in three different levels to advance, to be able to be whole again and complete. Gotcha. So I saw on your website that Generations Healthcare has been certified as a great place to work for the past three years now. Um, can you share a little bit about that recognition and, and you know, what makes your organization so great? I love that. So being a great place to work actually is survey of our employees. So it's employee participation that is what enables to rank us with other providers in the industry. So that feedback is directly from our employees that get surveyed with their participation and their understanding of their day-to-days. So they're the ones that actually make up um, the survey and be able to um, rank it against other people and other employees in our um, state. That's awesome. So I I wanted to disclose that um, your CEO and founder, Thomas Olds, um, and his wife, Kelly, have supported the BYU College of Nursing for over a decade um, by establishing endowed scholarship funds. How does that generosity and that sense of charity carry over into the company's mission and philosophy? Or maybe can you share like how the company culture or work environment kind of emulates that? I'd love to. And I feel like that comes from CEO and founder Thomas Olds himself when he wrote our mission statement, which states Generation Healthcare was founded upon the belief that caring for the sick, the elderly, and the infirm is a special and sacred stewardship. It is, it is our mission to have belief reflected in everything we do, in the presentation of our homes, in the professionalism of our staff, and in the daily deliver to our care to our residents and their families. It is our purpose that whoever enters generations' homes will be met with kindness, competence, and compassion. We are caring for a lifetime. <clears throat> so based on that, I really feel, especially with visiting up in BYU, that our mission statements align, just knowing that BYU's expectations and excellence of their nursing college um, and applicants aligns with the same mission statements that Thomas Olds himself wrote. If one of our listeners wanted to learn more about your organization or apply, how can they, how can they, where can they go to learn more? I love that. So you can go to lifegen.net and you're able to check out all the locations we have. Um, In Northern California, we are located in San Jose, Sunnyvale, Pleasanton, Modesto, Sacramento, Concord, San Francisco, Auburn, San Rafael, two in San Francisco, and Walnut Creek. And in Southern California, we are in National City, Lakeside, Santine, La Mesa, Newport Beach, Kanoa Park, Upland, Lomoc, El Campan, and Temecula. And then we have one in Henderson, Nevada. So when you go to lifegen.net, you're able to go to locations and you can take a virtual tour of each of our buildings and facility. And then under the career tab, you're able to inquire more about the positions and apply for the one of interest. Um, okay. And then I just wanted to ask, how did you end up with Generations? Kind of what led you in that direction? Oh, I love that question. <laughs> um, 
and, and that wasn't on the template. So oh, wow. <laughs> we're going off script. <laughs> oh, Eliza. <laughs> uh, I've been in this position um, for three months and I was recruited by the previous um, outreach recruit, retention and recruitment coordinator. She has gone on to get her BSN and continued her nursing career. And she called and said um, that she was really enthralled with what I was doing with higher education and how I really like to help and steward the um, nursing students at the college I worked with and put them in career jobs to best place them with their career path. And so I felt like it was my calling and my mission to continue and broaden the the scope of my reach. And instead of doing it for one college, now I'm able to empower multiple colleges and partner with amazing students and, and people like you at BYU to be able to continue the outreach of Generations Healthcare. Gotcha. Um, what does... So if someone applies and and gets a job with Generations, what does the training look like for the new employees? That's great. Um, for new, We love new grads. We love to be able to um, bring them in and steward them and give them the foundation to um, set the stage for their career. And so the application process is, if you go through me specifically, I have a recruiting team that follows up on your resume and gets you in the initial interview to be able to partner with the building that you're most interested in. You will then um, apply and have an actual interview with the administrator, the director of nursing, or the director of staff development. After we've onboarded and done um, the, the background and all of the, the screening entailed, you come in into orientation, which is a minimum of six weeks up to eight weeks of your comfortability. And those six and eight week checkpoints, you're really able to um, kind of gauge the water and have that courageous conversation of being able to say, yes, I'm ready to, to take a card on my own or take an assignment on my own or really have the feedback of, you know, I'd like to to focus more in on this skill or this um, this area of understanding, and the DSD will be able to um, help provide that support with you. As soon as you're done with the onboarding in the first initial 90 days, um, we kind of flip the script. Our senior nurses then start shadowing you and really get to see how you work and how you hold your own before we release you completely independently. So we have that mentorship and that stewardship to really um, support and empower the, the new students that have just graduated to feel like they are fully ready and functioning for um, quality of care. I, I love that emphasis on mentorship. I, I think that's really important. Um, I kind of want to backtrack for a second um, to the application process. What are some things on applications that um, that you're really looking for that really stand out? I would have to go back to our mission statement. And I know these are soft skills, so they wouldn't actually be on the application. But kindness, competence and compassion. It's not so much about your work history, but it's more of where your compassionate heart is and wanting to be in, in skilled nursing and bedside manner. Um, so noticing that there are um, customer service is, is a lot um, that's really highly recognized, knowing that you can work with people and all different 
ages and spectrums, um, in addition to teamwork, to be able to um, feel like you're part of a team. I recently was talking to someone about being a tripod, you know, with one of those legs removed, it collapses. So, you know, you have the administration, you have the, um, the nursing, the senior nursing leadership, and then you in your position as a nurse, as if that's a licensed nurse or a, a registered nurse or even a um, certified nursing assistant, just to know that it's it's all equal to be able to have the same quality care. So are, are those skills that they should be, students should be um, communicating in the interview process? Absolutely. I would say that would be the best um, way for communication. If I, w- I always say be organic, be you. The, the application process in the initial interview is really to see if the personality match of feeling that you can be empowered and that you can be part of the team and that both your career goals and our mission statements align. So I would say that that in the actual one-on-one interview, that's something that you can really bring out your unique qualities and shine because there's only one you. So you don't have any, you know, no one else has the same skill set as you. So in the the physical resume, you can put a lot of those, you know, hard skills of talking about wound care and IV therapy and, and tube feeding. But when you get into that interview in front of someone, your administrator or, or director of nursing, that's when you're able to really thrive and share those unique gifts. Um. On the flip side, what are some common mistakes that you see on applications or in interviews? <laughs> um, age, actually, often, you know, times students or soon-to-be graduates will have put their um, their year that they graduated high school. Um, they also talk about um the family settings of where they're in, um, specifically being a parent or um that deters employers you know it's it's one thing to say you know i have family ties we all have family so i would say instead of saying i'm a mom of three you know and that's what i do for my hobby you know i would really encourage you to say you know i enjoy spending time with my family on the weekend you know i could be the fun aunt and you would know none of the difference so that wouldn't mislead the interviewer versus when you start talking about other obligations it kind of mentally sidetracks the interviewer and thinking oh well you know are they going to have to leave at three o'clock to pick up their child are they going to have to go and deal with their own sick or elderly parent or a significant other so um, I would definitely steer away from the specifics of your personal life, including um, your age and specifically children or dependents. Gotcha. I I think that's really great advice. I feel like um, a lot of people feel like they want to show as much of themselves as they can on an application, but I I could see how that could be a problem. So a lot of our listeners are actually pre-nursing students who are um, trying to learn more about the profession or look for opportunities. So does Generations provide um, maybe volunteer opportunities or short-term work opportunities to gain experience before they apply to the program? Yes, we do. We have what's called a care partner, which is also um, a position where you can apply and 
get into our buildings and facilities before you become a certified nursing assistant um, and be able to do the the daily activities that a CNA would do and be able to really come in and kind of get to know the environment and immerse yourself in Generations Healthcare um, environment prior to becoming a nursing student at BYU. Awesome. So as we're wrapping up here, um, if students want to learn more, is there a way that they can reach out to you specifically? Absolutely. You can email me at ashleyjones at lifegen.net, or you can call or text at 925-393-3598, or find me on LinkedIn at ashley-jones-975-B49219. Awesome. Well, um, Ashley, thank you so much for for coming on the show and for sharing that with our listeners today. It's been such a pleasure, Eliza. Thank you for inviting me. Did you know that the College of Nursing at Brigham Young University regularly posts employment notices on its LinkedIn group? To view this information, visit LinkedIn.com and search BYU Nursing Alumni and Students. On your first visit, request to join the group. Don't miss out on the exclusive job postings available to BYU nursing students and recent graduates. Join today. All right. So today on our show, we have Joe Kelly. He is a talent acquisition partner at St. Alphonsus. Um, So welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Invite me. So I want to start off by asking how many hospitals are in the St. Alphonsus hospital system? Yeah, so we have uh, four main hospitals spread across the Treasure Valley area. So our main hospital, our level two trauma center is in Boise, Idaho. Uh, Our level four trauma center in Nampo is about 20 minutes away. And then we have a couple hospitals in eastern Oregon, uh, the first being Ontario, which is like right across the border from Idaho. And then a little further in uh, our critical access hospital in Baker City, Oregon. Gotcha. How would you describe the work environment at, say, Alphonsus? No, yeah, no, that's a, a great question. So um, I've been at St. Alphonsus for a little over four years now. Um, and over that time, I, I think I could sum it up in just one word, which is uh, support. Um, obviously, it's been a really, really tough time over the last two and a half years um, for everyone in healthcare, especially our frontline workers. And kind of what I saw um, you know, leadership and then amongst teams, kind of how we've conducted ourselves is we all want to lift each other up and make sure that we have the support we need to, you know, do our jobs and, and feel good when we leave. Talking about leadership, um, are there a lot of nurses in leadership positions at St. Alphonsus? Yeah, uh, actually a lot. So one of our inpatient nursing directors, um, she started off as a, as a CNA and kind of just worked her way up through the level and been with us for, you know, a number of decades now. And um, a lot of our nursing leaders uh, from managers uh, to directors uh, have, a, have a nursing background. That's awesome. That's awesome. You can always use a, a nurse's input, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it's, it certainly speaks volumes, you know, when you've, you've been in the trenches and you know how it is versus um, kind of just looking on, you know, the outside in. Mm-hmm. Are there any trainings that you provide um, for your nurses that are specialized for your hospital or anything like that? 
Yeah, so we have uh, specifically for graduate nurses, we have several um, nurse residency programs, depending on, you know, what area you're you're looking to go into. Um, so there's a couple of the, of the, the specialized ones. So we have a emergency department specific residency. Uh, we have a critical care residency, and that's for both Boise and Nampa. Um, and then we have a Periop 101 residency as well. And then our, our general residency is basically uh, all-encompassing other than those specialized units. Gotcha. Um, when you're looking at a candidate to, um, to hire, what are some things, what are the top few things that, that you're looking for? That's a great question. Are you talking about like on a resume or during an interview? Let's start with on a resume. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So um, I, I know this is definitely a stressor for a lot of students um, when, when building that resume, especially for uh, nursing students, you know, you all kind of go through the same schooling, you know, doing the same things and it can be a little challenging to stand out. And one of the things that I've um, recommended is kind of throwing in like a, like a mission statement at the top. And you can talk about, you know, what the, like the reason you got into nursing in the first place and, and kind of your passion for nursing, kind of what, what showcases your, um, your personality. I think that's going to speak volumes. And then obviously if you, you know, have worked in other healthcare uh, areas, whether it's a, you know, patient sitter, a CNA, you know, ED tech, something of that nature, um, that definitely stands out as well. What about in the interview process? What are some things that, um, you're looking out for? Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned, you know, showcasing, showcasing your, your personality and your passion for nursing, um, you know, that's huge. You know, one of the questions that I always ask is kind of, you know, especially for students is, you know, walk me through what's, what's been the journey to get you to this point, you know, what got you into nursing? And I, I find that I always get really amazing answers, whether it's they themselves were in you know, the healthcare system at a young age and had an awesome care team or a family member was, you know, in the hospital um, or they just, you know, got their CNA uh, license during high school and kind of just went on from there. Um, so that's, that's a really great starting point. And then, uh, obviously, the, the scene seems pretty uh, obvious, but, you know, talking in specifics rather than, than vague answers. Everyone can make up vague answers on the spot, but really delving into specifics is going to uh, show that you, you did your homework and you came prepared. Okay, and now I'm going to ask you kind of the opposite question, but um, I don't know if you've seen a lot of this, but what are some red flags on resumes maybe that students might not be aware of? Yeah, I would say that <clears throat> these days, I, I can't say I see a lot of red flags on a resume, so to speak. I, I guess I would say just know what hostel you're applying to. I, I've certainly seen <laughs> some resumes for our competitors and, you know, it's an honest mistake. It happens. It's, it's, it's not that big a deal, I guess. Just, you know, making sure you're submitting the right file, I suppose. Um, but, you know, it. I, I would say you know, don't make it a, you know, seven pages long, generally within, you know, two pages is, is a good one. I would say if it's long, it's not a red flag, but, you know, definitely keep it short and sweet. Gotcha. Okay. And then 
So I, I'm not like an Idaho hater or anything, but how, <laughs> how would you convince a new graduate that Idaho is the place to be? Yeah, totally. Well, I can tell you, I'm I'm not an Idaho native. <clears throat> I moved out from Minnesota about eight and a half years ago, and I've I loved it. I had never been to Idaho in my life. I had zero family out here, no friends out here. Took a complete shot in the dark, and I absolutely fell in love with it. You know, visiting BYU. You know, one of the things I noticed, especially with the the recent snow. Uh, seeing it all over in the mountains was was gorgeous and kind of reminded me of, uh, you know, why I fell in love with Boise so much. I mean, the outdoor recreation that you have available in the Treasure Valley is is truly second to none. You know, we have so many trails available. You know, the Boise River runs right through uh, downtown. Um, and within about two hours, you got pristine wilderness. It's, it's truly a, a one of a kind area. Yeah, I, I think Idaho definitely doesn't get enough recognition for, for its beauty. Mm, it's great. And then just Boise in general, it's uh, it's kind of got a good mix of a bigger city, but also a bit of a small town feel. It's a bit more spread out, not as, um, you know, it's not a huge downtown, not, not a huge skyscrapers. I know that can be uh, stressful for some people. Um, so I think it's a, a great mix of both worlds. Gotcha. Yeah, it's not like moving to New York City. That'd be too, too <laughs> yeah, much for a lot of people. Yeah, and I'm from the Twin Cities, and that has more people in the metro area than the entire state of Idaho. So I, I know what, the, what the, you know, the big city feels like. Um, what about some, some things specific to your, your hospital system that are a draw that um, you haven't mentioned so far? Yeah, so I don't I don't know if I mentioned it in detail, but our, our Boise Hospital, uh, the level two trauma center is the highest trauma center for the region it serves. So, you know, southern Idaho into Oregon and some parts of of Nevada as well. So, you know, if you're looking to, um, you know, jump in at those higher level trauma centers and, and kind of get that experience, you know, build those skills as a nurse, um, it's really a great place to be. Yeah, that's awesome. If a student is listening to this and wants to learn more about St. Alphonse's hospital system, um, what are some, where can they go to learn more? Yeah, so you can, can learn more about uh, St. Alphonse's at, you know, first at our website. So uh, St. Alphonse's, so S-A-I-N-T-A-L-P-H-O-N sus.org um and then our instagram um which is run by our team you know we post a lot you know we post some some talent tips i uh, post a lot of content about the hospital uh kind of about some of our colleagues as well and that is just saint al's jobs so s-a-i-n-t-a-l-s jobs um, and that's a really great place to kind of stay up to date you know with what's going on and to kind of learn more about our health system Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Um, it was great to have you on our show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Our next guest today is Wendy Turcutt. She is the senior campus recruiter for St. Luke's Health System up in Idaho. Wendy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Excited to uh, talk to you today. Absolutely. This will be a good opportunity for our nursing students to get their second exposure to St. Luke. Uh, uh, some representatives from your health system came down to our uh, our nursing conference that we had a couple uh, weeks ago, and it was great to have you guys uh, here, and we're excited to have you guys again. 
Thank you. We look forward to coming and meeting your students again. They all seem very engaged and energetic. Well, we love to hear that for sure. We think very highly of our students and we think they'll do good things and their future, their future jobs. Let's talk about that just a little bit. Um, so as I mentioned a little bit earlier, St. Luke, most of you guys are located up in Idaho. Is that where the bulk of your facilities are? Are there other satellite region, satellite hospitals in other regions throughout the country? Primarily Idaho. We do have some clinics in Eastern Oregon. Mm, gotcha. All right, then. So if students are looking into potentially moving to Idaho or Eastern Oregon, this is potentially a really good resource for them for sure. Um, maybe you can talk a little bit about, I know nursing shortages right now are prevalent everywhere. I'm sure they're in your health system as well. If you were a student right now, what types of jobs would you be looking for? What types of um, positions would you be looking for that might be available in the St. Luke's health system? Well, we're pretty fortunate that we offer a new grad position in almost any um, area. So um, we've even had new grads that want to be in like a home care, hospice, clinic type surgical setting, which is has been unusual, but we've seen an increase in students wanting those areas. So inpatient wise, we can offer any type of physician from medical, surgical, to telemetry, to learning how to be a circulating nurse, to NICU, to labor and delivery, ICU. So pretty much any type of inpatient unit. Wow, that's quite impressive. You have a lot of different opportunities there. One thing um, I was reading about on your website is that you guys have, and correct me if I'm wrong, but a SNAP program, which from my understanding, it sounds like new graduates, um, when they start working, they're not necessarily assigned to a specific floor. They can work in lots of different locations and get their feet wet in lots of different types of work environments. Is that more or less correct or walk me through that? Yeah, so we do have, so we use a lot of acronyms. So SNAP is for our nurse apprentice program. So that really is competitive. And it's a program that allows a two-year commitment for new grads coming in that are just finishing their junior year in college. So then they'll work um, full-time during the summer as a nurse apprentice. And then they'll start their September, you know, when they go back to school for, during their senior year as one shift a month. So then once they graduate, they just automatically flow into an RN position. They don't have to apply because the program encompasses the junior year as a nurse apprentice and then their first year as a nurse. Now we do have a residency program that's called STAR and that's supporting uh, nurse, supporting transitions and relationships. Now that's if you, um, are not interested in starting as a nurse apprentice, but just coming into our system as a new grad RN. And that's where we have a year-long residency that really gives resources and support to every student. And it's not a competitive process for the STAR nurse residency program because everybody automatically is enrolled into it because we want them to be successful. Gotcha. What were some of the motivating um, factors behind starting up that STAR program then? So we just recently submitted all the paperwork for accreditation, which um, we could be the first system to be accredited by ACEN, which holds a huge weight in the medical learning area. 
Um, but we really wanted um, this. This has been in place about eight years, and we wanted new grads to not just have their senior preceptorship, you know, which could be anywhere from six to twelve weeks, depending on what unit you're on, but really have those support and evidence-based resources throughout their first year because it's tough becoming a student and then uh, taking full patient load. And you know, we found that uh, some nurses just left the organization or the field after six months if they didn't have this. And so St. Luke's really came up with this great program to support nurses. And we also just added a new grad boot camp. Um, and this is new. It's like five session class um, that includes, you know, classroom time and simulation just right when you get hired because a lot of students didn't have as many clinicals during the last couple of years and, you know, COVID year versus non-COVID year. And so St. Luke's wanted to provide that extra classes to start them thinking like a nurse and um, having that practice with other students who are, you know, having the same learning process. And you can float, like with the SNAP program, you can float to any hospital in any unit with SNAP. And you can, there's a floating position in STAR as well, along with all the other inpatients. So you can float with either one of those programs as well. Gotcha. So just so we can maybe make this a little bit clearer to understand for our students, if I were a nurse graduating from BYU's program currently and I applied to St. Luke, I would be automatically enrolled in the STAR program. And then from there, I'd be able to kind of float around to different um, different floors, different types of clinical spaces to kind of get my feet wet and maybe get a better idea of what I would be interested in. Is that is that a little bit correct? That is an option for you. So anybody is high, whatever unit they're hired into, then they'll just go into the STAR residency program. So floating is one of those inpatient options. Gotcha. gotcha. So, yeah. And they can have, like, they'll learn, like, if they come to the Treasure Valley, which is the Boise metro area, they will float to three hospitals, Boise, Meridian, and Nampa, and they will be subject matter expert in three different disciplines. So it could be MedSurge Tele, it could be MedSurge Peds, it could be a women's track. Um, so they really have an option. Some people love unit-based positions so they can build those relationships and see the same people every day. And then some people just love the flexibility of being able to meet new folks and see new units. And so that's where the floating option really comes in great. And then you can kind of float for the first year and decide really where you want to end up. Gotcha. Well, that sounds like a really um, valuable resource for students that, you know, they've been through nursing school. They definitely know their skills and they're, they're valuable nurses, but they're not so sure what they, where they want to spend the bulk of their time. Maybe we can talk a little bit more about some of the things that St. Luke uh, does. And you've mentioned how you have an Eastern Oregon or excuse me, you've mentioned how there are everything from high acuity ICU type positions available, but also even more like resident nursing home type facilities. Can you just walk us through some of the services that St. Luke provides that maybe that are responsible for bulk of the hiring that you are doing right now? Yeah, the bulk of the hiring is um, really in, I mean, our, our biggest hospitals are in the Treasure Valley area. So 
um, we're hiring for a lot into specialties right now. So we're, we're the largest healthcare system in Idaho, and we also have the children's trauma. So we hire a lot in the NICU or PEDS or antepartum or labor and delivery. That's both, mostly the women's services areas and the critical care areas have been the most popular. So we've been hiring the most there lately. Mm. Um, a lot of students who don't want to start out in such a high acuity area um, find themselves doing like a med surge unit. And some of our med surge units, you can learn like there's two units. And so you can float between the two med surge units. Usually one is more cardiac focused and the other one is more general med. So they get a combination of both and they maybe don't have to feel so um, anxious about being in such a high acuity area. Can They can just ground their nursing skills and go through the residency program. Um, for those who like longer um, relationships with their patients, we have a neuro hospital as well, where it's rehabilitation for those people who've had maybe had brain surgery or, um, you know, knee replacements. So you can have a longer time with your patient. It's about a 14 day stay. So that position has been really comforting for new grads coming into the organization as well. And then we've just recently branched out into the ambulatory space where some of our clinics are just really excited about the new grads coming out of school. And so they're, you know, there's some of them are smaller and they're very specialized. Like you can go into urology or pain management or women's plastics. So it's not wow. just the general clinic. So it's, it gives them an opportunity to have a nice Monday through Friday schedule if that's what they're looking for. I feel like we cater to so many different needs because some people don't and don't want to work 12-hour night shifts. So that's where these positions will come in and help them with their work-life balance. Yeah, I think ambulatory services are definitely, I think they're growing for a lot of reasons. Financially, they make a lot of sense. But also, I mean, for the providers as well, it is a really good way to compartmentalize your life so you can have a better work-life balance. So that's that's cool that St. Luke's is starting to get into that space a little bit as well. I know those 12-hour shifts can be a little bit of a grind. What? Um, and I'm looking, you, you, you've mentioned Treasure Valley twice now, and I'm just Googling it. And I mean, having driven through eastern Idaho, there's uh, not a lot out there. So maybe you can give us the sales pitch on what draws people up uh, to uh, St. Luke's and uh, eastern Idaho. Well, gosh, I mean, so I moved to Idaho two and a half years ago from Portland metro area. And my friends are saying, I know there's nothing but potatoes there. And now <laughs> what they're saying is, wow, you're living your best life there. And I said, that's right. We have such a diverse area. So St. Luke's, we, we're in Sun Valley. We've got about 150 hot springs and we have, you know, snow skiing and we have, you know, all your, you know, summer water activities, um, ATVs. We are Snake River vineyard land. We do yoga on top of mountains. I mean, we have <laughs> Shoshone Falls, which is the Niagara Falls of Toronto. That's down in Twin, Twin Falls. I mean, just the, if you're an outdoor lover, this is kind of the paradise over here. Absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of our nursing students are. It's one of the reasons that draws students to BYU as well is we're right up against the mountains. And it sounds like that, that vibe kind of continues over a little bit across the border to the north. 
I think they're very similar, which is why students have been so interested in coming over here. Um, the housing market was really hot because a lot of, last year I had over 50% of new grads move to Idaho, which is I've never had that many move to wow. this area before. And so now the housing is kind of coming down a little bit. And so more people are looking to move this summer and we're already doing our hiring one year ahead. So um, we can secure a position for a new grad and they can take their time and look for housing, which is always nice too. Wow. Let's talk about that just a little bit. Um, and while I'm sure students who are interested in potentially working with St. Luke's, they'll get in contact with you. And we'll talk about that here in a bit. You mentioned that um, you're hiring one year ahead. Does that mean students can apply who haven't already passed the NCLEX or, or what does that look like usually? Yeah, so right now um, we're even hiring into, you know, May 2023. We hired a couple, you know, late summer and even a December 2023 graduates. They're being more proactive in what they want, where they want to go. So you would just apply online and we could get you in front of some managers, get them in front of some managers to interview. And then if they're extended an offer now, we'll hold that position for a year for them. So then the offer would be contingent upon passing the NCLEX. So it really is a, you know, gentleman's agreement. They sign the offer letter. We take it off the board. The manager knows they're coming. We align their education based on when they want to start working with St. Luke's, but they don't have to worry about the competitive process closer to graduation time because we usually get about like 400 applications. So this way they can secure the unit that they want and a position early. Wow. Well, Wendy, let's get to um, the crux of our discussion here. Again, hypothetically, I'm a nursing student graduate in a year. Uh, how would I go about getting in contact with you or finding open positions or, or start going down that path of considering working for St. Luke's? Yeah, thank you. That's a great question. So you can go to our online website at www.stlukesonline.org. And then you can go to the career section and click on nursing. And the positions will say new grad star nurse residency. And there's only going to be two postings because they're a generic title. There's going to be one for the Treasure Valley, which is the Boise metro area. Then there's going to be one for the Magic Valley, which is the Twin Falls metro area. Once you click into the application, it will ask you what you want. What is your first, second, and third choice of hospital? What is your first, second, and third choice of specialty? And then it'll also ask some pre-screening questions like when do you graduate and you know what's important to you in a residency program. Um, and so I look at the applications and say, I want to know where students' interest lies first, um, and then talk to them about, you know, why they want those areas and get them in front of managers for interviewing. Now, if some of the positions are already closed, then we can talk about career development and career pathing because we are really good at providing the resources to keep you within St. Luke's. So if you're looking for a critical care, then potentially talk them into starting out with telemetry and you need to be in your base unit for the first year and then you can you know graduate into an ICU or critical care ED position we'll get you certifications or seminars or training because we like to pack people up wonderful well Wendy thank you so much this has been great and really informative are there any other questions you think that I should be asking you that you know you often get asked as a nursing recruiter 
Well, I think that part of our system and why it's so great is I know that a lot of students, when they start learning and doing their research about healthcare systems, we are five times magnet and only 9% of the U.S. healthcare systems can claim five times magnet. And it takes everybody to get there and stay there. And that means that nurses really have a voice. So they have unit-based practice councils where if someone's recommending a new policy or procedure or piece of equipment, the nurses have the say in that. We're also um, nine consecutive years as top 15 healthcare systems in the U.S. So we really have the gold star for CMS and inpatient rehab. So all the awards and accreditations are really important to us because we're very decorated. And um, it that means that sometimes we'll have lower patient ratios. So I just want students to know how hard it takes to keep these awards and how valuable it is when they're looking for their next career as well. Yeah. Those are some really great awards. I've heard some great hospitals that have gotten those and you're right. Those awards do indicate that the nurses do have a, a voice that they might not necessarily have in other health systems. Yes. Excellent. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you, Wendy. Take care. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye-bye. I think one of the main concerns for our students is where to even start looking for a job once they graduate. So I think it's really great that we get to hear from three different hospital systems. Absolutely. And while maybe not all of our nursing students are just looking into these three hospital systems, at the end of the day, the requirements and the application process is going to be roughly similar for a recent graduate nurse. Um, One of the things that also stood out to me is how aggressively these nursing recruiters are trying to find candidates. It used to be that you'd graduate and then you start looking for jobs. But the reality is these hospitals really need nurses. And so they're preemptively hiring nurses a year out before their even graduation day is. And so it really bumps up the timeline that student nurses have to be considering when should I start preparing to get a job? Because that's coming a lot quicker than you might expect. Yeah, for sure. And I think another thing that I found really interesting when I did my interview with Ashley is she talked about how People getting too personal on the application can cause problems for them. I think um, the tendency might be to to overshare and to show as much of yourself on an application. But it's interesting to hear how that can be a deterrent sometimes. So I think these are really great tips that they shared. Absolutely. Well, friends, that's all we have for you guys this week. Make sure to tune in next week for another great episode of The College Handoff. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. See you then.